Yeah, no, up in Jersey, up in uh, Sussex County. Oh, so that's that's just your home now. You just have a stone fireplace. I have a stone fireplace. Yeah, but this is this is uh yeah, it's we're we're here on the weekends. Um, it's been a big fixer upper. Much bigger than we expected. I think yeah. that's every, every project. I was going to say, I feel like every person I know who's gotten a place that's like a freestanding home in the last mm-hmm. few years has just said, yeah, it's a ton of work, autom- like right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I will say you don't have to just have a freestanding home to have home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, home ownership in general. It's true. <laughs> you got to pay people to come and fix it or you do it yourself. Well, Simon, yeah. Simon's got an ants issue right now, which will come up uh, more prominently in maybe next time. Like actually, like climbing up on the camera, or uh, no. <laughs> Hopefully I mean, hope not. not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a vinegar barrier going that should to ward off should... evil spirits, bring assault. <laughs> yeah. Mm, uh, marinated, right. So we were marinated th- ants. All right. <laughs> We were thinking, yeah, come on, get get it together here. Uh, We were thinking we start with MNT. Yeah. And then we save the, you know, for, and we'll do a fun, a digestif of some menu perusal. You're not recording this gold? Oh, some of it's on, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is my best work. All right. Uh, Yeah, MNT sounds good. All right. Uh, Simon, will you welcome people back? Folks, you better welcome back to another episode of Maybe <laughs> Next Time. I am your host, William, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, we're getting scammed by those scams. <laughs> we are back as we are each and every week to talk all things conspiracy scams. And this week we have a very, very special guest. Uh, born a Blazers fan, converted to Nets Nation. Maybe not full conversion, but uh... <laughs> attends Nets games, which is right. more than which is <clears throat> which is more than ninety nine percent of the rest of Brooklyn can That's say true. for themselves. Tom Cosbow, welcome to the program. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Goosebumps when you made that announcement. <laughs> <laughs> Long like time, uh, first time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Long time, first time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And on on that, uh, I definitely attended the games when it was walkable. So there is my <laughs> that's my, my post note. <laughs> when I was five block, when I lived five blocks from Barclays. You might not be making the trek from Sussex. Uh, well, uh, so I'm still I'm still in Brooklyn. I'm in Red Hook now. Oh, oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, but um, so tad far. Yeah. (laughs) It's like two stops on the R. Exactly. Right. So, as everyone can see, we have brought on one of the most committed Nets heads in the business to talk all things Nets. Uh, Tom, I think that this is the first time since we've known you, since we've all known each other, that uh, we can objectively say that the Nets are better than the Blazers. That is fair. Yeah, I don't want to come been, out. I've been I, fighting it. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't, I don't want to come out. You know, swinging here. But yeah. welcome to the show. Eat shit. No, <laughs> no. But like, but but like, like I said, it is objectively true at this point. The Nets are a super team, and the Blazers, while still a goodish team, uh, I, I held I held out hope until Lamarcus Aldridge made his 
fucking choice. <laughs> that that was that that literally that was that was a straw. You thought and, that uh, uh, Lamarcus was gonna return to to his home? Uh, I thought it was a 50-50 chance he was gonna go back to Portland. Yeah. Uh, one great storied end to a storied Portland career, and Dame had been really extending you know red carpet for him. Just like there'd been a lot of chatter about Dame reaching out, you know, wanting. When Paul Allen was still alive, in his like talks one on one with Dane, he was saying like, "Hey, let's let's trade back for Lamarcus. Let's let's try to get him back here." And the reports were that Lamarcus wanted to play with Dame again, you know, kind of fix that part of his uh, that blemish on his career and his, his public facade. Right. How he kind of ran from Dame. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but evidently not. <laughs> I know. I, do you have? Do you? I mean, as someone who's who's studied Lamarcus for longer, I basically I have refused to watch the Spurs for my entire yeah. life. So yeah. ha- hadn't really watched him recently. I've seen him the last few games. He it, it loves loves a <coughs> conventional post up turnaround long deuce. Loves that too. Loves that too. And I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried. But you, anyway, you've studied this guy longer than us. Why do you think he chose Brooklyn over Portland? Ah, ring. He wants a ring. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, he, he, the blood is in the water. I mean, and this is a fact. And this is crazy. You know, I'm borrowing stats. I, so I, I want to also end this podcast with the honor of being the most unprepared guest you've ever had. Oh. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I mean, it, good to have goals. It, impossible to be less prepared than Simon. <laughs> Simon, okay, well, then comfortably book him. Yes, this, is, this, is, this is a nice Nets, Nets fandom sandwich. Um, we, uh, yeah, um, I mean, the fact that he was double teamed by New Orleans is pretty scary. Yeah. You know, that that at the very least, his like long twos, like draw uh, the post out from uh, from the lane and bring maybe a wing on him. I mean, it's not like the Nets <laughs> don't have four other five other much better options. Right. So that's 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 frightening. I mean, I'm speaking just actually as the league. I feel like also I kind of wanted to start. I. I lied about being unprepared because I had one thought today. <laughs> okay. Just one. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thought. To, the one thought today was it, kind of in light of the Nets playing the Lakers today. Looking at the wonderful movie that just that just came to HBO Max and theaters, if you want to do that. Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> I, I thought that's where you're going. <laughs> so. Which one are which? Which one of those those characters is the Nets, and which one is the Lakers? Um, and this this leads to my whole kind of diatribe about the, the Nets. <laughs> okay, I uh, not being familiar with the outcome of of the movie. I I think don't need to be. Don't need to be. I feel like King Kong is is bigger and better, right? Wrong. Oh. <laughs> King, King, King Kong never has the upper hand against Godzilla. Oh, in wow. fact, in in fact, in I, no, I, I've watched this movie just frame by frame, so I can. Right. If you need an expert, <laughs> you need an expert. I'm here. Right. It it was it, it's actually a pretty good movie, I have to say. And my brother knows uh, my brother who's deaf, as you guys know, knows the uh, the little girl oh. who's in it. Yeah, who who signs to King Kong? Oh, cool. 
Uh, yeah, he went to school or something with, with his with her dad. But um, so no, King Kong uh, never stands a chance against Godzilla. Ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not giving away anything. Yeah. But he's. But, but he. But he's obviously he's the more beloved character. Even though everyone, even though Godzilla's a hero and King Kong's a hero, it's just like uh, Godzilla's just a little bit more, uh, a little bit more macho, a little bit more nuclear. Okay. So since you guys haven't seen it, the spoiler is the Nets are Mecha Godzilla, which is the ultimate evil constructed <laughs> to destroy all humanity, and that is exactly how I feel about this Nets team. It's it's and so and so. I, I would say that the Lakers are actually the real Godzilla, the former kings, right? Right. And um, King Kong, those are my plucky blazers. Just in everyone's, everyone's heart. <laughs> <laughs> the best, loyal. That's the thing. Loyal to a T. I mean, think about Dave. He's not going anywhere. Loyalty, leader of men. That's King Kong right there. <laughs> he probably also can can sign an American side. I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, we've got... Uh, Joe Harris, loyal. Yeah, that's one component of the assemblage that is Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's like that's his that that's like the the heart of uh, of energy which which powers this evil machine. <laughs> no, I mean I, I wanted to I wanted to bring props today. I forgot on my way out of Brooklyn to pack my uh, my T-shirt that they gave me at the very first Nets game at Barclays, oh. and uh, because it because. It's my it's my credibility, so I obviously have no credibility without that T-shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but you know I've I have really loved the Nets. I loved how I, even even in those dark years when you know you'd rather watch college basketball than watch the Nets, which is saying something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but they they've always been fun and whatnot. I, this is just a weird. I mean, obviously this is a weird year for a million reasons, but. Isn't it weird that they are rising to just superpowerdom when nobody can go to the games, it when is. everyone's distracted by everything else, and kind of the, the NBA media, they're like begrudgingly covering them. Isn't it? They're like begrudgingly just like, yeah, they're good. Okay, they're really good. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, I, I picked them to win, but... Let's talk about exactly. something else. Well, exactly. And, and also they, they like for a team that has, has no fans, it's funny that like they've assembled like, you know, a, a, a common, I think, belief to get fans is to get stars. I think that's a perfectly reasonable assumption, but yep. they've gotten three hated stars. Exactly. Oh, so, like they haven't, I don't, I mean, it's hard to tell because like, I assume that they are selling out the games right now, but it's at 10% capacity, so it's very hard to tell, you know, <laughs> whether they have gained fans. But all you yeah. see, to your point, Tom, in the media is is either begrudging, like, yeah, they're really good, but I hate the three players that they have, and I hate the way they've constructed the team, or people who are just like, you know, fuck that team. Um, so yeah. it's... I don't know that they've actually gained fans. So they're, so they're the heel, right? And they have, they're not even really owning up to being the, the NBA heel either. They wear black. It's the three most hated individual players combined. <laughs> and, and, you know, DeAndre Jordan, who had his nice little uh, media love affair with the hiding out from Mark Cuban. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, and then, and then I, 
Blake Griffin's not hated by any means, but then, you know, a couple of guys who were completely forgotten your point about LaMarcus Aldridge just like drying up on the vine in, in San Antonio and then just being released. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's not, uh, it's not a lineup that makes, makes me like them, but at the same time, man, it's, it's actually like to bring up some, some real world situations, like looking at this, uh, commissioner's team lineup in fantasy. It is not pleasant to think about playing them. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, you got to line up like crazy, man. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And you just got Joel and beat back. That's, that's, uh, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me on this podcast. I'll I'll take that crown. Do you go ahead? Go ahead. I was just going to say here, here is one little wrinkle to, to the, to the Nets's villains thing is that I actually for a team built around three um stars who mm-hmm. all um operate with the ball right um right. I find the way that they play very ple- like visually pleasing like they actually pass the ball a decent it's like telepathic amount. passing yeah yeah it's pretty it's amazing so like I've been impressed by that um because yeah. it is actually enjoyable to watch as opposed to just being like well this is like you know efficient basketball that you have to play um it's yeah it's it's the best assembled team i think that's ever been i mean the 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 heatles you know they had their big three but the big three were much more lopsided than than this three Mm -hmm. and it's so weird how this how this team works because it actually thrives on you know one or two of the three stars sitting or not they're just being just being gone because right. because then there's more there's more to eat for that one star and they get their time and they rotate and it's just like I, that that to me like especially in the playoffs like they can just ride that just you know everybody shows up one night out of a series and you've got you've got a, a you know you've won the series right I mean also <laughs> it, also it creates a scenario where because you can play three of the greatest offensive players of all time, plus Joe Harris, a 50% three-point shooter. Yes. You can play guys like Bruce Brown a, or Nick Claxton. At, at center. Yeah, exactly. 6'4 center. 6'4 <laughs> center, who's, getting, who's like leading the league in offensive rebounding percentage and like, you know, points at the basket. Uh, which does make for a very exciting watch. And though I, I, I yeah. obviously sympathize with other fan bases who hate this assemblage of, of players The the nets have never had anything nice. And the, and the first time that we do, yeah, like you true. were saying, we can't see anything. Like we can't even yeah, see. It's, the thing, it's crazy. So. It's just crazy timing. I mean, look, maybe, maybe the last another season or two like this. I mean, that would be kind of amazing. Um, people didn't think they were going to last like 20 games. Right. <laughs> even even just even just Kyrie and and, uh, and KD they were uh, they were convinced that that was going to be um, but yeah they're they're managing the, the I don't know how how closely you guys are I mean obviously <laughs> I could say you guys are or you aren't closely following the coaching of the team but I mean there's really not much being said at all about that other than of course Kyrie saying they don't have a head coach right. Uh, <laughs> But but I mean D'Antoni and Nash together, like right. I think that's honestly what's going on here. I mean, it's they're they're making they're making the lineups and the they're running they're running such fluid plays and different styles with every lineup 
I think they're keeping their stars engaged, honestly. Yeah, and and just giving so many different people opportunities. And also, like, LaMarcus Aldridge, the first game was my favorite game that he played. The first, uh, I think it was the Rockets or Hornets. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But he was, like, he they basically run him through the paint, throw him the ball above everyone else, and he would catch it in the air and pass it out to a three-pointer, to a shooter, who would then hit the three or pass it on to a wide open three. And it was just like this, like they just, because they have all that offense and that shooting, they can do whatever. That's perfect D'Antoni ball. Right I there. know. That's and, perfect D'Antoni ball. And they're, and, and, you know, defensively, that was sort of the knock on this team, but they're kind of holding their own. Like it's not pretty. And it's certainly the season started off really ugly, but they're, you know, they're rebounding a little bit better now and they're, they're putting some things together and switching every single thing. I don't know if it'll hold up in the playoffs, but it seems to be all right. It's just hard to it's hard to know like what do you attribute to Steve Nash or D'Antoni? And what do you attribute to the fact that you have essentially three MVPs on your team simultaneously? Yeah, it's like, yeah, what what did you uh, I can't even remember who the coach of the original dream team was. But what, uh, <laughs> Chuck Daly. what do you what do you, what, what do you attribute to that guy? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I that coach me, K who was it? Chuck Daly, yeah, right? Chuck Daly. Oh, Chuck Daly. That's yeah, right. Yeah. It was, it was Chuck Daly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. The they legend. always say a nice thing. It's sort of what they say about Steve Nash too. They're like really good at really like high emotional intelligence, really understood his players, what they needed. And maybe that's true, you know, or maybe it's just I like, think. I think he just had an amazing talent and, you know, kind of rode that wave, but it's it is interesting. It's like is it the face of the coaching a two time MVP just so that the players just kind of give him a little bit of like leeway, a little bit of respect, and then you got Dan Tony. Not saying that Dan Tony's doing all the coaching, obviously, but then you got Dan Tony also bringing it. Like, the, however, this was constructed, I feel like just masterful. Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, I actually, I have been thinking about coaching more lately because before the season, each week it'd be like. Amari Stoudemire is the new coach. Ime Udeke <laughs> right. from the, the right. like the best defensive mind in the league. The new coach, you know, the new defensive coach. Blah blah blah. And we just had like several episodes where we'd be like, "All right, the thirteenth coach has been hired, and he is like, uh, you know, former MVP candidate." And blah blah blah. <laughs> so, but we haven't really said anything other than, "I wonder if Steve is a good." Steve Nash is a good coach. Like they're doing really well. I haven't well, heard a thing. But I haven't heard a thing. There's just yeah. no like I haven't. I don't even know if Amari Stoudemire is on the bench in these games. I haven't noticed. Nah, I haven't heard a thing. I, you, I mean, you hear nothing about the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think he does. I think at the very least he deserves credit for things like Bruce Brown thriving as a center, yes. for the like incredible number of lineups they've had to have yes. because of the injuries. Um, and whether it's just the fact that he's a two-time MVP, like you said, Tom, and, and thus that gets you the respect, like wh- whatever it is, like he has gotten Kyrie to be fine with playing with another extremely ball dominant point guard. Um, and at least for now, again, we'll see how it comes in the, in the playoffs, but at least for the regular season, like they, they are very chummy with each other. Like you, you don't, it's certainly not the same as like the, the really feel good nets the year they played the 76ers in the, in the playoffs and they right. had the bench mob stuff. It's, it's not like that, but there is a, like, 
it does seem like people are not miserable on the bench. Um, people are happy, you know, everyone. And part of the thing is like with all the injuries, like every player has gotten some time so they can feel sort of bought in and like they did something for this team. And so yeah. I feel like, I don't know, very hard to tell, obviously. Um, but it seems like the the feeling is good. Obviously winning helps, but um, I do think he <laughs> deserves some credit for, for those things. And this is this is aimed at at Bill, just so mm-hmm. I, I now earn the honor of his favorite. Guest. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I'd say I'd say the biggest accolade that we could give to Steve Nash is the DJ BMPs. You know, Roger <laughs> Jordan just like, <laughs> and and that nobody seems to really mind that much. They're like, yeah, he probably you know could could have pitched it like, hey, we're saving you for the playoffs, right? Like, <laughs> need you, man. Need you. <laughs> Need that mobility, uh, baby. (laughs) Tom, I think you deserve some credit uh, because for the Nets, for the visionary. No, what you said, like, but before this, um, before the season started, um, you know, maybe they are adamant that that DJ start right. The stars are like, you gotta, you gotta let DJ start. Um, because they were like, you know, in the next year when they're actually all playing and it's like championship time, they, they're gonna like have to say good, it's, then it's about winning and it's about acknowledging like, yes, DJ stinks. Um, and so they wanted to get him his, you know, his at least one year of, of, uh, of starting under his belt before they, they they wanted to fire at least one coach on his behalf. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They feel very important. (laughs) <laughs> Very valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Job well done. Whatever. All right. So, <laughs> whatever, sorry, sorry, Kenny. So we're we're on the RIP, uh, we're talking big men. And last episode we we ranked our big men, Tom. Okay. And I wanted to get your top four Nets big men, not including KD. None. <laughs> Ranking the top four current big men. Yeah, yeah. So we, you know, like, so we've got Lamarcus, Blake, Nick Claxton, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. If you say him, we will end the podcast. Uh, That's my out. If he's he's, exactly. If you need to get going, say DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) Uh, You can include Bruce Brown in that. Yes, Um, that's number one. It sounds like you're you're pretty high on Lamarcus here. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, in terms of, again, maybe not traditional. I mean, he, he, he's got great post moves. You've seen him. Um, but he's got his little, like, 10-foot pick and pop, little fadeaway, little, mm-hmm. his little two-footer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, no, I mean, it, it's effective. It's old man. It's old man basketball, right? It's always criticized. Um I think it was just honed to a, a fine sheen on San Antonio, where they love the two. Um, well, former San Antonio, right? right. That's yeah. They he, they outgrew that. Um, but yeah, I think Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, number one. What he's you, he's the, the ultimate big man. No, you you named the stats already. Uh, <laughs> offensive rebound percentage, fantastic. He's six four. Uh, he's, he's he's versatile. Um, I don't know. That that's me is exciting. Are yeah, you? I, I, I test alone. Are you in on <laughs> Claxton? Yes, I like Nick Nick Claxton. Me too. Yeah, um, he's great. I mean, how long are we going to hold on to him? Is a question. Like next year, the year after, 
I mean, he's he's a different generation. He's young. He's vibrant. He's playing like a stud yeah. amidst all these other stars. That says a lot. Like he's 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 stepping up. You know, he's not he's not afraid to to play with these guys. Um. So he, he's two, definitely. Uh, I, I've loved Lamarcus. Him. Lamarcus uh, three. Uh-huh. Lamarcus three. Um, who are my other choices besides Jeff, Jeff Green and Blake Griffin would probably be, or Alizé Johnson. Um, Alizé Johnson is an option. Can uh, I can I just give you all right? So Alizé Johnson, his second ten day ends yeah, tomorrow. You have to give you the stats here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so, yeah. This is this is uh, this is uh, so. Who is this person? What <laughs> Alizé? <yeah. laughs> For those of you who aren't watching Garbage Time Nets minutes, Alizé Johnson. <laughs> Um, is on his second 10-day contract. He's a power forward undersized. He's not very – they say he's like 6'8 or 6'9, but he looks smaller than that to me. Uh, my favorite thing in podcasts talking about basketball is to talk about a player who gets like eight minutes a game and talk about his per 36 numbers. So <laughs> I'm because they just radically distort what, what he can actually <laughs> contribute. So let me just tell you Alizé Johnson's per 36 to let, you know, so you get a sense of whether we should keep him or not. He'd average 20.7 points and 15.9 rebounds per 36 minutes. Damn. That's not bad. <laughs> really he would lead the league in, in rebounding were he to play 36 minutes. So that's ahead. the other crazy thing about the Nets. It's like their bench and, and their rotation players off the bench, even TLC, like these super quality guys who can who can give them like great minutes. Totally. Granted, those are garbage time numbers that you just quoted me, so <laughs> <laughs> throw those out. <laughs> I love Alizé Johnson, but I would not have him in my top four, unfortunately. Well, yeah, since I don't know who he is, he's not my top four. <laughs> but, um, wow, it's a toss-up. Uh, the Blake kind of feel-good story, like, it's, man, uh, what, what's the analogy? It's it's something that's broken that suddenly, it's, it's a clockwork orange that suddenly works again. Um, you know, his, his very first game back, he's dunking, just like, that, that alone is a Disney movie. Right? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's like... Did he did he find magical shoes that were struck by lightning? And then, Paramount you know? Plus is already already uh, licensed that content, so. Um, and he'll write the jokes. Yeah, that's the, that's the great thing about him. Have you heard about his prank show? Uh, I I only heard about it. I haven't heard anything other than that he has a prank. show. Yeah, that's uh, that's about all we know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good. Prank show is yeah. good already, right? <laughs> right. Always, always delivered. Top notch humor. And he'll be the host. <laughs> is it gonna be dunked instead of punked? Please, uh, let, right. please let it be dunked instead of punked. Double cross. <laughs> is that what it's called? Double yeah, cross. Yeah, double cross. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he he pranks the pranksters is the is the theory. Oh, oh, it's twist M Night Shyamalan like twist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so how many times, how many episodes you have to watch before it's just like okay, I got it. Right, <laughs> right. Let me guess. Something horrible is going to happen to this person. To the prankster. Right. Well, yeah. Um, no, that's great for him. That's great. No, but uh, I think he's my he's my friend because yeah. you know. Blake, 
I'm I'm so happy for you. Like, man, people were talking that shit about you on the Pistons, and he had he had two good seasons on the Pistons. Yeah, I mean, he led him to the playoffs. So he had like five knee surgeries in a row. Right, he made it all NBA. Uh, So you're leaving Jeff Green off. Have a question for you. Who's great? Okay, who's great? Yeah, he's 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 been shooting really well. He's good. Uh, Gotta know, has Jeff Green ever had a stint on the Portland Blazers? Because I think the Nets are his eleventh team. No. Okay. He has not. All right. He has not. I think that's the only team that he's not been on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'd help. Uh, uh, yeah. No, he, he'd be fantastic. I know. We, we, we could have absorbed. I mean, I, I'm like Nick Powell, but I would have liked L.A. as well a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, um, so I was, I was thinking something we could do here. Semi-realistic trade between the Nets and the Blazers. Interesting. So I've got an offer for you. And okay. if you you can counter offer if you'd like. Simon, mm-hmm. feel free to jump in. I'm offering up on a platter. Alan Crab. <laughs> I was waiting. I I I li- <laughs> I have a, a question here at the bottom which is if somehow Alan Crab doesn't come up do we have to talk about Alan Crabb? <laughs> he was better for you. He was better for he, the Blazers. He was, he was so good. much better. He was good. Yeah, he, he was, was like, a, yeah, he was like Gary Trent Junior. level for us. Oh, are right. you? How he was are you, a usable oh, player. It was so funny because we started off like getting Alan Crabb, and we we're like, man, you know, yeah, he's a lot of money, but he's got a, you know, but if he really just ramps it up and. And, you know, overperforms, he'll be worth it. And then by mm-hmm. the end, it was like, God, I would kill for Blazers Alan Crab. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know. I don't know how, how he had opportunities. Oh, he, yeah. he is a massive head case. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to derail your question. No, it had to be. It, it had to be brought up. We had to talk a little bit of Crab. Where is he now? We all need to know. Um DeAndre? Filipino citizen, I'm assuming, <laughs> playing with playing with my man, Andre Glass. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of our all time favorite, at least you are my all time favorite. Tom. Uh, yeah, I loved Blatch. We'll always love Blatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he could have just, I don't know. He had, he, you know, he had other priorities. Blazers could use him right now. For sure, <laughs> just to put it put put it out there, Blazers. Andre Blatch, I'm sure he's available. I I, re- I really like Enos Cantor from a fantasy yeah. perspective. Love Enos Cantor, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I know he's I know he's on your roster. But he's what is what makes him so untenable as like a reasonable starting center because he puts up crazy numbers. I mean, the whole can't play Cantor thing. Yeah, like uh, his defense. Yeah, I mean, he gets he gets smoked on switches. He's just. Uh, yeah, people, people, people target him, you know, on the, on the, on the switch, on the, in the, in the pick and roll. Um, but so that's just easy, sort of easy buckets around him. That's just sort of the Blazers' style, isn't it? To not really well, yeah, play they, defense. You not have defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he fits in well. Uh, he's one of, he's one of the boys. Like, he's, he he's, bought he came back. he's bought in. He's bought in. It was like the incredible journey. He was all the way over in Boston, and somehow he showed up at the at the door of the Blazers again. Just like. <laughs> Well, you made it all the way across the country. Come on in. <laughs> Welcome home. <laughs> yeah. He he is like the ultimate Nets killer. Like the 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 mm. fact that he does not play 48 minutes when the when he he goes against the Nets is just like pure mercy. 
Yeah, I think that'll change now that we have uh, some some bigger guys. But yeah, he would eat yeah. Jared Jared Allen uh, alive. I, I I will just say, have you seen how Aldridge rebounds? Because he rebounds it's not, about as aggressively as Kyrie Irving. Yeah, <laughs> it does help that he's the biggest person on the court pretty much every time he's out there. But yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, when he was on the Blazers, and again, like like you said, when he went to the Suns, or sorry, when he went to the Spurs, it was kind of a black hole for me, too. It was like, yeah, okay, sorry, see ya. R.I.P. LaMarcus. But when he was on the Blazers, I mean, he pulled down rebounds like crazy. Yeah. He had, he had, he had you know, 35 and, and 15, you know, on the regular. He's, um, he's a good player. And he's big. Got a big caboose, you know, for, for, for blocking out, you know, people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. And he, and he what, he's 30, 35, 36, He's 35. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. 35. Yeah. yeah. And he's still, he's still there. Like, I thought, <clears throat> you know, he was going to. He's on the wrong side of 34. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That, that's how numbers look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, um, no, you know, that's, that's, uh, I think all, obviously, why he decided to come here too. Just like he could even like squeeze in the end of, a, of his 35th year and possibly get a ring. Yeah. Versus no. like having to, like, having to go to a place where you maybe have to put in a year or two and by then he's 36. Yeah. And he, Honestly, he made the right decision for his, his career. I hate it, but he still made it. <laughs> um, all right. Let me serve this trade up to you. Okay. Please. That we were talking about seven or eight minutes ago. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. All right. So you get a big man, which you need because Nurkic, uh, other than, you know, incredible high, high efficiency uh, in the interior, is also only good at getting injured constantly. Yeah, he's um, very good. Which is a shame because I think they're much better with him. Uh, at least the yeah, record they, would suggest yeah, that. Yeah, stats have proven. And so he, he brings up their defense quite a bit. So you get, you know, uh, let's say, let's call him uh, not quite a, a Nurkic uh, facsimile, but, you know, the next best thing, DeAndre Jordan. And Landry <laughs> Shamit, sharpshooter. You guys can mm-hmm. always use more shooting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. well, Shamit face. If you get Shamit. <laughs> Shamit face. Yeah, Shamit face. <laughs> you need to bring down the overall attractiveness of Dame and yeah. the other other Blazers yeah. uh, by getting average goes, face. Average goes down, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> four, and this is a future-oriented trade for the Nets, but a, a, a win-now trade for the, for the Blaze. We get Z- Zach Collins in return. Okay, so wait, you're saying we get DJ? You get and DJ get and Shamit, two guys you could plug into your lineup this for, season. For Zach Collins. For Zach, for ZC, yeah. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> I'll take, yeah, I'll take it hands down. Yeah, no, I mean, look, um, if, if you're still thinking that Zach Collins is, is, is a strong asset, I <laughs> applaud you. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like I've seen about as much Zach Collins as you've seen Alizé Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, again, like everyone was hot on Zach Collins for a while, and then he got hurt, and then he came back, and then he got hurt, and he came back, and I think I don't know. Uh, just haven't seen it. Right. Seen, seen him play, and he's 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 okay. Which he's he's fine. Everyone's just like, oh, well, with potential. And uh, I've never I've never seen I've never seen his ceiling, or I haven't seen him approach. Maybe I have seen it ceiling. Maybe that's a problem. Right. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the upside. You, you've seen the ceiling, and you you don't want to see it again. 
Yeah. You've seen yeah. enough of the well, ceiling. If he can play the ceiling all the time, that's pretty pretty average player. That's pretty good. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Zach Collins, again, Yeah, we the Blazers all had high hopes. I moved on. So, yes, I'll take it. Hands down. I'll take broken down DJ because we can throw him out there for a couple of years, or for a couple minutes, have him, yeah, big body. Uh, why not? That's basically that's basically why I'm taking the trade. Why not? Shake right. it up. <laughs> <laughs> How? It's Shamit, like you said, a shooter. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I believe in Landers. I, I think his upside is actually bigger than Zach Collins. I, I'll, be, I'll be frank. So uh, I'll take Shamit. How have you liked um, uh, Robert Covington? Oh, I mean, I love Rocco. Um, yeah, no, he's he is our best defender by far. I mean, it's kind of like a good stats, bad bad team scenario with him <laughs> that he can be the pinnacle of our defense. But he is—he's a good defender. I, I, I like Rocco. Um, he plays our five sometimes, uh, like he did on the Rockets. Right? Yeah, I, I think he's good. He's, he's definitely—he's good. He's good. I think. And I, I feel like he's – I honestly feel in my heart that he's going to be better on the Blazers than he is currently this year. Like, I feel like we're still figuring a lot of stuff out on the Blazers. Um, Injury-induced, obviously. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, with Nick Powell now. Um, look, we're not going to win a championship. I've, I've, made, I've made amends with that this term, this season. <laughs> isn't, isn't his name Norm? <laughs> What? Norm Powell? Norm? Norm Powell. Yeah. Norm Powell. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I, I, I like that upgrade. Um, you know, Gary Trent, I like him a lot, but he was a bit too redundant with our, our backcourt. So it was great to, to take that asset and, and, and improve our wings. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the hell... <laughs> <laughs> I, first of all, I don't know who's controlling his shots. I mean, again, rest in peace, Paul Allen. Like, it's like the it's the estate of Paul Allen, it's Paul Allen's wife. Like, who's who's calling his shots? What the what what the vision is? It's really hard to tell. I mean, it's come up finally in the press. Like, hey, you should the Blazers actually think about moving on from Stotts? You know, um, he's a very serviceable coach, obviously, but maybe it's the time. You know, just for some fresh blood. For who, some, who, you know? who who would you want? <laughs> Tibbs. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Tibbs would be the best for our team, like hands down. Like our, our bearing weakness. Like let's let's get some defense out there. Although Tibbs has those like crazy seven man rotations and like locks in and plays in like you know, <laughs> at maximum amount of minutes a game. Um, that probably wouldn't do so well for our roster. But yeah, we need we need we need defense. So. Uh, I know this is fantasy, so I'm going to say tips because he's he's carved out a nice little niche for himself on the Knicks. He's being paid well. Um, he's being lauded. Knicks are, I hate to say it, Knicks are fun to watch too. Huh? Knicks are fun. The, yeah. the, the Nets-Knicks games have been great. Yeah, yeah they've been Randall. a little too great. Julius Randle. Julius Randle's a badass. Stepping it up. I, yeah. still, I still think he and D'Lo could be the best one-two punch in the NBA, but that'll <laughs> never happen. <laughs> I think if they were... You alone, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm on an island there, baby. Yeah. I wow. think if they were coached by... They were both coached uh, by Tibbs, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> true. 
I think I if there's anyone who could get D'Lo to play defense, it, it would be yeah. It wasn't, I think it if, wasn't Ryan Saunders. No, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, I think that even if D, if if there were only two players on Tibbs' team, I think he would still bench D'Lo because of his defense. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. He's not a t- yes. He 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 has everything that Tibbs hates. <laughs> Yeah, I do not. That is oil and water, those two. <laughs> I love it. I love that scenario. I want to see that now. Like, I think I think if, if the uh, NBA stalls out of viewership, you know, have you heard about this new deal they're getting, the, the TV deal? Well, it's, I've, I've heard a couple rumors about what they're projecting it to be, yeah. Like $75 billion? $75 billion, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are high stakes. And if the NBA, like, has, like, low numbers, I think that they have to start really thinking creatively and just, like, like you said, let's get Tibbs and D'Lo on an island. and right. <laughs> That's what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of work in some uh, UFC aspects. And yep. People like UFC, and they don't seem to like the NBA very much. Let's... <laughs> Let's kind of combine the two. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing kind of a blood sport montage with Tibbs like dropping coconuts on the Dilo stomach, <laughs> like <laughs> getting him ready to play some elite defense. Oh my god, <laughs> this is a brilliant idea. <laughs> um, the midseason tournament too. Let's do that. And and the stakes, like I've heard, like draft picks. That is brilliant, isn't it? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I totally love it. Uh, um, I like the play-in, too. The play-in's fun. Play-in's great. Play-in's yeah. great. And it's like it keeps people feisty even if they're in the sixth, sixth spot, right? Yeah. Because they're just, they're just on the cusp of like having to be playing, which nobody wants to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and like the flattening of the, the lottery odds have made it so that people like – they don't take these as teams much, yeah. are trying. Yeah. Most of these teams yeah. are trying. I mean, some, and yeah. I think what it's showing is that there are Not some Detroit. teams. There are yeah. some teams that just can't <laughs> can't try. You know, like they just yeah. don't have enough people to ever possibly be good. Like, not Cleveland. Yeah, no, they're they're definitely not. Um, yeah. My guy, God, who is? Oh, Larry Nance Jr. is. Yeah, he's uh, sitting on IR. Yeah, he's so. so yeah, man. He's sick. Uh, so so is J. A. Jared Allen. Oh he's yeah. He's been out with a concussion for like at least six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. no, it's not. It's not a joke. It's like <laughs> Jared concussion protocol. Uh, Jared Allen, I wanted to bring this up. So the ESPN top twenty-five under twenty-five just came out. Jared Allen clocked in at number twenty-three. Ahead, yeah, ahead of ahead of his teammate Colin Sexton, which I thought was interesting. Wow. And, and DeAndre Ayton didn't even make the top twenty-five. I don't think. That's fair. That's nuts. Uh, That's really? fair. So, that is completely fair. So <laughs> I wanted to bring it up because obviously we all love Jared Allen. I thought he was great. I think he. I mean, yes. I think he has huge potential, and he's still super young. He's twenty-two or twenty-three yeah. years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Didn't the Nets get him as like a zygote? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, literally a tiny, a tiny shriveled zygote. We got Not him, and he was like, right. "I'm gonna have to hit the gym." As I'm gonna have to be fertilized. <laughs> That's step one. <laughs> Seed the zygote. Uh, okay, so it. It, so we've got Jared Allen, a guy we we all love. He's not on either of the teams that we love, Blazers or Nets, anymore. 
Nets didn't have anyone in the top 25. I think that's a crime. Obviously, Nicholas Claxton is going to be top five MVP candidate going forward. Mm -hmm. But Blazers didn't have anyone either. So I wanted to ask you... Mm. Oh, that's Zach Collins right there. What's that's, your, that's who's your best? <laughs> who's the best young blazer? And then, you know. <laughs> you know who I'm going to say. I, I want to hear you say it. Uh, from, my, from my mouth? From, yes. From my list of God's ear? Yes. Uh, Anthony <laughs> Simons. <laughs> the best. Come on. He almost you kissed that rim. You got to believe. Almost, he almost kissed that rim. <laughs> How much does he play? How much does he play? Not much. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage time. I mean, that's the thing with Stotts again. Like, it, it feels like it's tough love. Like, they always talk about how they, like, they're really into develop their players. Um, but it's kind of an automatic, you have to sit on the bench your first two to three years. Um, yeah. Which honestly led to um, C.J. McCollum's most improved player. Because he was, like, not playing. He wasn't getting any touches. And then all of a sudden he was playing. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, man, he's a miraculous player. He totally turned around. I was like, no, he finally has opportunity. Right. So it's kind of artificial in a way. It's like, and I don't believe that that's the way to development, to, like, keep your guys on the bench and, like, keep them hungry. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's like, I mean, and the Nets are experiencing this, too, where, where, like, winning games matters, right? And, like, that, I mean, players like Jared Allen – really benefited from the fact that Kenny Atkinson was like, sure, you can start. I don't give a shit. Like, what do you, you know, you're better than Mozgov. And, uh, you <laughs> take know, that back. take that back. <laughs> and like, what do we have to lose? Nothing. Um, play, you know, you're, you're a starter now at age 19 zygote. Um, right. <laughs> and like, and now yeah. you're seeing like Nick Claxton who has been great, but like, yeah, I think his growth is not going to be as much as it would be. You know, he's playing like 15 minutes a game and and his numbers are, or his minutes are up and down. And he does. You can tell he has like the pressure and he's thinking in his head, like, I got to be really good in these minutes. Otherwise, I could be benched for the long term because totally. totally. Um, you, you can't get a rhythm. No, that, that's it's, yeah. you just can't get a rhythm. You're not comfortable. You you don't feel the trust. It's just like it, it, it makes head cases. Shit, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree. And with with the Nets, there is the fact like what you have to lose because you're not going to lose. You've got these, you know, just uh, <coughs> perennial talents around you that are that are going to keep you buoyed um, through any game. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I would I would. But, but they're doing fine. I mean, I think I think that's what you're talking about. I think is not a symptom of conservatism. It's just that they're just experimenting like crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So so and I and I think that everyone bought into that on the, on the team. Is what I can tell. Obviously, since I have the inside scoop on the Nets bench, um, <laughs> is 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 that is that people are buying in on uh, on the experimentations happening because why not? Yeah. Yeah, but back to the Blazers because uh, that's, that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, I. You said like losing games uh, is an issue, uh, Simon. Uh, back to CJ McCollum's time, like were they above five hundred? I think they were like flirting with five hundred at that time. So yeah. no, it was just I think it's just like a stats thing. Yeah, he's, he's got this regimen. He's just like you got. I don't know if it's just you know seniority and that's it. He's like, uh, was he? He must be a frat guy. 
stop. <laughs> just like in your first two years, you're nothing. You don't even right. have a bench. You know. But um, again, I guess I let's just continue this theme. Like, you know, who's who's all for Tibbs instead of Stotts? I don't know who else. Who 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 do you think would be a good coach on the Blazers? Oh, either you. Oh, I know Atkins. Ah, yeah, yeah. You like him? <laughs> he'd be great. No, he'd be fantastic. I. He'd be a little I, calmer. He'd be a little calmer. That's a big market. Like, you know, uh, uh, recreational marijuana and mushrooms now being, like, totally available. <laughs> like, he, he might, he might, he might Wait, start mushrooms, sir, are available? Yeah. Oh, and they decriminalize all drugs. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Damn. So, let's, let's, maybe it's a good time, maybe it's a bad time for Atkins after being fired to go to, to Portland. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine he's more of a coffee guy. Okay, <laughs> like well, plenty of coffee there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually think Atkinson would be perfect for like Sacramento. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm not sure how good he is with stars. Um, because and again, I know Dame is like a a far cry from like the Kyries of the world, but he is still a star. Um, who I don't think he's going to be like open to like a boot camp mentality. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. You would know. I don't know. You, you see, you saw the video with him, like wearing the cape and like the tennis racket, like for his like off season workouts. Did you ever see that clip? No. He's, he, he's big. He's big into, into the workouts, the off season workouts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave is amazing. I've heard. He's of, amazing. I've he's heard amazing. a few. Uh, yeah. I mean, not a, not a revelation to say that, but I've heard a few no. of different podcasts talk about his clutch numbers this year. It's insane. Uh, but one, the one figure that, that jumped out to me was that he's shooting 100% from the free throw line in the last two minutes of games, which is just like <laughs> cold blooded. Yeah, it does. It does show just like in those moments, he is there and there is maybe no one else you would rather have on your team than Dave Lillard. Um, other than obviously Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> James well, Hunt. no, take take that, take that. <laughs> uh, Katie, yes. Look, um, the scoring wizard of, of Kyrie Irving, yes. But you have to average in all the times he's just going to take personal days. And be so, hurt. Yeah. I mean, Dame is so is I would ten times out of ten would much much rather have have Dame. I would rather have I, CJ than than Kyrie, honestly. Ooh. I would too. I would too. I I mean, look. Kyrie hate sure, but uh, he's he's magnificent. His playmaking, his his scoring ability, it's magnificent. But he's just you gotta take the good with the bad, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of bad. Yeah, I think he's basically like. Oh, never mind. I've said this before. I don't want. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go down a, a negative Kyrie hole here. Are are, are we gonna do the theme, William? Um. Oh. We can. I wanted. I ha- yeah. We are getting a little long in the tooth here. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, no, no. I, I did want to know. Have either of you seen the uh, James Harden mural across from Barclays yet? No. I, not in the flesh. I've seen pictures of it. Okay. Oh. Nope. I just stare at a stone fireplace. On <laughs> <laughs> and imagine James Harden's face on it. Yeah, everyone takes on his character. <laughs> right. Different visions. Different like. Perspective of the beard. Yeah, um, there's quite a few James Harden's in the Keystone. So, <laughs> we so we have uh, a theme and a mailbag we need to get to here, Tom. 
And my scanning scam. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. And a new segment called Simon Sins a Scan Scam. So uh, t- you take it away from here, Simon. You, you, you got an agenda here. So All right, folks. It. Listen, Nets Nation, we've had a lot of fun today, but there's nothing funny about the incredible scandal that is roiling Nets Nation that uh, that uh, Nets media is too scared to talk about. But listen, <laughs> folks. You'll recall Kevin Durant, okay? Walk with me, talk with me here. He was supposed to come back. Is this an Aaron Sorkin doc? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I wish that the, 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 the Nets organization had one-tenth of the integrity of the, the West Wing the West staff. Wing. Um, no. So, okay. Kevin Durant, you'll recall, pre-All-Star break, Steve Nash was like, oh, yeah, you know, Kevin Durant, I expect him to be back before the All-Star break. Nothing big, nothing doing. The scans are coming back super clean, crystal clean on this hamstring. He should be back soon. And then all of a sudden they release a truly bizarre press release that says, hey, um, we actually did another scan from a, quote, different angle, and uh, he's going to be out you know, at least at past the all-star break, come to, you know, find out he's out two months Difference. Okay. So massive blunder there. The scan, the clean scans were a total fraud. All right. But that's just one guy. He's your most valuable player. And uh, it was, a you know, seems like people should know how to do a scan, but fine. That, that's a one-off. James Harden comes back. He's like, oh, yeah, so many clean scans. The guy, we don't even know, you know, he, he's feeling something in his hamstring, and we believe that he's feeling this this pain. But God help us if we can't see something wrong. Boom. Another press release goes out. Oh, yeah, he's got a strained hamstring from a different scan. Who is doing these scans? And, like, what, what on earth is happening? I have a feeling, have you guys ever seen that um, – there's a great Saturday Night Live sketch with uh, Norm, Norm McDonald. Where it always plays. goes back to Norm McDonald with you, you sicko. Prankster. We're, we're, yeah. Exactly. He is, yes. He, the thinking man's prankster. <laughs> um, he, he plays the sketch artist for the Unabomber after the <laughs> this is after the Unabomber was caught and he's like has like crazy hair and like wild eyes and then the sketch that was going around for months before that was this guy in like a babushka with sunglasses looked nothing like Kinski <laughs> and they like interview Norm Macdonald as the sketch artist and they're like so what did people tell you when they were describing the Unabomber and they were like oh yeah he he had these they always said he had these wild eyes and he's like but i'm not really good at drawing eyes so i put sunglasses on him what what his eyes look like and i swear to god that's what's happening with these scans that they're like i don't know how to read a scan but i know that people keep saying they want a clean one so i'm just you know oh yeah you got a clean one it's not even plugged in he's just like yeah good scan again hamstring it's there yeah, exactly. It's an outrage. What is going on? Anyway, thank you for, for listening. This has been Simon Scan Scan. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. I'm floored. Yeah, <laughs> me you. too. I don't know. I'm writing my congressperson. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, yeah. Any 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 time we can get a little norm nod is a good it's a good day. So. That was nice. Yeah. That was nice. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. 
Um, all right. So, Simon, the theme. Let's do the theme and then the mailbag. A theme. You've got an ant problem. I've got a massive ant problem. Hillary has been amazing at treating it. I think she's really done some damage in here, at least limiting their inside um, invasion. But uh, the ants are streaming um, all over the the side of the building. There's little to nothing we can do. Have you ever? Have, anyone who's ever experienced an ant invasion knows how overwhelming it can be. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a framing issue, though. You know, you don't don't think of it as a problem. Think of them as like ant assets or ant allies. <laughs> right, right. Their keyboard is my keyboard. <laughs> ant allies. <laughs> Be an so, ant ally, Simon. So, it's twenty twenty one. Come on. <laughs> So I think the total mass of ants on planet Earth would make them like the most dominant species of it's any. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's biomass, like by, by far. Right. Yeah. Totally, and they're very strong, and they're very um, difficult to eliminate. Um, <laughs> strong. <laughs> yeah, they're strong. Right. They're, I mean, when they carry the leaves or whatever, that's like the right. equivalent of like us carrying a car. Right. All right. It hasn't. It hasn't been like mono mono. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> if, they, if we were shrunk down to their size, if, right? Yeah. If we were Rick Moranis in exactly. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Exactly. <laughs> we have the most relevant and germane pop yeah. culture. Norm Macdonald and Rick Moranis. <laughs> I mean, he, he 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 flared up this year when he got punched in the face. Right. He, exactly. People realized he wasn't dead. Uh, uh, a whole generation. Him a service. Exactly. Exactly. A whole new generation fell in love with the guy who got punched. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was talking about Strange Brew the other day to some millennials, and they just like glazed eyes. What are you talking about, old man? Right. <laughs> Very easy way to age yourself out of conversations is break yeah, up, break yeah, up, Rick. Yeah, it got, it got uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, so because ants are good at carrying things, William came up with this uh, um, that if you could carry a scale or a or an, an aspect of the blazers and carry it over to the nets and vice versa. Um, what, what would, what would that be? So you could, you could take it, Tom, as what, what skill of the nets would you, or something about the nets would you want the blazers to have? And we'll pick what we want of the blazers. Okay. All right. I got it. Yep. Um, Simon, do you want to, you want to start us off here since you're the czar of theme? Yes, my I am uh, a man. I have long Covingtoned. Uh, Robert Covington. Oh, <laughs> Covington. I think you know speaks for itself. But um, I love to have Robert Covington on the nets. I think that is one of the things that we really lack is like an actual wing defender. We yeah. really don't. Like Joe Harris is kind of like our best wing defender. Um, it's a little scary, uh, especially cause KD basically plays the four now. Um, so I would, I would love to carry over Robert Covington as an ant. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, I've already, I've already 
staked out this whole territory. So it's a bit of a repeat, but I would carry over uh, Mike D'Antoni to the Blazers. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, hey, we start with the coach. He we end with the coach. We, 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 could, we could keep stops. Just get Mike D'Antoni like, whispering in his ear. And Mike's, <laughs> let, we just got to shake it up. So, yeah, let's put D'Antoni out there. Let's get some X's and O's going. I, I love it. Let's do it. Sounds good. You gotta, you gotta. The Nets have have outfitted him with an incredibly cushy gig. I gotta mm-hmm. tell you, like yeah. he's uh, William and I have talked about this on the pod, but like he seems to really enjoy his um his like new carved out job is just like sitting next to Steve Nash, like quietly, like sort of like you know just w- whispering in his ear every so often, but doesn't have to get up, doesn't have to scream like he used to. Um, it's just totally chilled out on the bench. I told you guys I bumped into him, right? No, I, I don't it, remember. Is it Br- Brooklyn Heights? Like I was on Montague Street, and he was just like having the best day. He was just walking, <laughs> and he just, you know, even though he had the mask up, I'm like, that's coach. Oh right yes, you did, you did. And, yes, yes. But his, his eyes, like, I was with my daughter, and I was just like, just hanging out in front of. Um, we're like, we we're getting pickup at Hanko's, right? Delicious handcuffs. Oh, so good. And and uh, and he stopped. He just looked at my daughter, and he just like gave like the warmest smile. I could tell even radiating through the mask. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> I think he just blessed her. Um, yeah, yeah. I said hi, and he went on his way. And he was just like, man, he's having a great day. He likes Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like yeah. fun. I mean, no, you he, get the heat. The heat's yeah, he not was on strolling. Him. Yeah, strolling, not a care in the world. <laughs> Just to, yeah, I should have put money on the nets right then and there. So I should have run to the fucking off-track betting. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Not working for Tillman Fertitta, I'm sure. Right, right. right. Maybe, maybe, you know, scared that your 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 paycheck's gonna bounce. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. That your your paycheck has been converted right. into uh, vouchers for a buffet yeah. on a cruise line or something. Yeah. Right. Or no, he's restaurants. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's chain restaurant. Chain restaurant. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah all you can eat, all lifetime voucher to Landry's uh, <laughs> seafood. I'll tell you. I'll tell you my connection to Tillman Fertitta off offline. Okay. Yeah, but it it, it 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 his his downfall economic downfall affected my my lifestyle a little bit oh. directly. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's uh, fine. It, it's, all, it's, it's all for a purpose. Right. Um, all right, we're gonna hit up the mailbag to wrap this thing up. I do have a li- a final question that we'll get to, Tom. That's mm-hmm. conspiracy related. Uh, but the mailbag is from listener, uh, friend of the show, IRLJZ, and he writes, you've got to take out any two people from Netsworld. So three people we're going to pick from Netsworld. Where's the first place you want to go post-COVID, and what's the dynamic you're seeking? This might be more interesting if you both have to collab on the spot and four total guests. So let's the three of us pick a place we would like to take Three people in Nets world, players, coaches. Tom, I have a feeling yours is going to be a coach because he, <laughs> I respect the bench. You, you, have, you have a reverence for the bench that very few people share. Um, and so, Silent unsung heroes. So yep. I guess, yeah, first thing, first thing, let's get the guest list in order. I'm going to personally select uh, Nick Claxton. 
Because I want I want a young, like cool looking dude to beautiful go with hair. This. Beautiful hair, beautiful, beautiful skin, beautiful face. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that, that dude is that, amazing. He's <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's a he's a total he's a total package. He's a total package. Yeah, so I'll be his arm candy for the night. Who are I mean, I guess uh, no, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be my arm candy, but anyway, you guys pick your uh, your people and then we'll decide Sign where up. we're going. Oh, mine's got to be Steve Nash. Life. Oh, okay. S- sorry. <laughs> that was my I, dream. Player and a coach. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got Steve Nash. You want to follow up on that? Oh, just just to say, I mean, yes, he's he's a longtime hero. I I had a little action figure of him when I was, you know, uh, a kid. Um, legend. That's why. All right. So since you took my date. Um, Sorry, <laughs> I'm gonna take Kyrie because I think that'd be the weirdest date ever. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> it would just it would make things the most interesting thing. And also, I ran into him too. I told you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When when he was he was fleeing from that uh, Brazilian pregame, the preseason game, on a mountain bike down the sidewalk. Oh, the with the with like the greatest shooter of all time, that like <laughs> their center who hit like nineteen threes in that game. Yeah. Why is he not playing for us? I so. don't know. Well, I think he was. I think he was like in his late thirties, early forties. But oh, still, he could be like a Sabonis. Yeah, yeah totally. Exactly. totally. Yeah. Arvidas uh, did Arvidas Sabonis um, technically have the largest human head ever measured yes technically yes technically yes (laughs) (laughs) it was massive and the weird thing is like i don't think he was he was uh i don't think he had that head in his 20s i think it grew out of his his neck in the 40s like it it replaced his original head right right (laughs) it encased his former head yeah (laughs) which is why he had such incredible vision yeah, it slowed him down, but it gave him better vision. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, so we've got we've got Nick Claxton, Steve Nash, and now I can't remember who you picked, Tom. Kyrie, 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 of course, Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> that guy, remember? And, yes, of course. And where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna go? Uh, are we thinking bar? Are we thinking restaurant? Are we thinking? Um, you know, are we, are, is it COVID safe? Are we going to go? We're going to pretend. Yeah, we're going to pretend this is post COVID. Okay. Um, like we're all vaxxed up, and mm-hmm. uh, we can we can be unmasked comfortably, and we're not endangering right. anyone else. Close talking, close talking, close Kyrie. Talk, is that, close, is that what this is called? Absolute close talking, Kyrie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh I, man, I would put in a plug for Atlantic City. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. I, I I feel like, you know, players, you know, their competitive nature tends to to I I this is all theory, um, no evidence, but um, make them more into gambling, perhaps, like wanting to win, wanting to dominate. Um, they might enjoy it. Sure, and maybe like take a helicopter down there with them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't yeah, think they. Yeah. Yeah, because that no, would have it all too. Yeah, we could have. Yeah, that has your drinks. That has your food. That has entertainment. If the co- I don't think there'd be a lull in conversation with those three guys. But if there were, we could just be like, hey, let's go, let's go play some uh, craps. 
Exactly. Yeah. I, I imagine with Kyrie there'd be a few check please moments. <laughs> where you're, you're hoping for things to end and wrap up. Right. But Nick, no, Cla- man. Nick Claxton would write on his napkin to me, you see what I have to put up with every fucking day. <laughs> I love Kyrie. He's a great co- uh, teammate, but what is he talking about? And that's what, that's what I'm in for. <laughs> no, apparently he gave. Have you heard that Kyrie is obsessed with this book called? I think it's called The Alchemist. Yes, but it's oh, like I, it's really big in NBA circles. It's sort of like New Age something. I read it. Okay, so, it. so did you really? I did. I did. So what is it? Uh, I have to remember. I read it maybe like five years ago. Um, the Alchemist. I mean, it, it's it's a oh so it, how does it how does it go? So it's it's a story of this guy who was a journeyman to an alchemist and he learned all these secrets and basically it's like a, yeah it's, it's a new agey it's like it's a it's a he he earned he earned all this money he earned all this wealth and 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 in the journey he he learned the meaning of life and what it is to be like a a, a human. That's basically it. Right, yeah, right, right. And it's super it's, it's, popular it's, it's pretty, in yeah, um, yeah. in NBA circles. Apparently, they like yeah. all everyone reads it. And that makes he, sense because I mean the infusion of wealth that they have, like at such a young age, it kind of fits fits his character. Yeah, right, like trying sense. to find wisdom while also yeah being extremely yeah. wealthy. Um, so apparently he gave Kyrie gave uh, Nick Claxton that book, and Nick Claxton got something from it tattooed on his back. Well. So, so they're bros. So, so they're, they're bros. good. They're good. They're good wingmans on our date. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We know what they'll be quoting. <laughs> we do. Um, all right. Sounds like a wonderful night out. I can't wait to do it. Final thing I wanted to ask Tom because Simon and I have this ask each other this question almost on a weekly basis, but I'd like to get a fresh take on it. Do you think Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be back for the playoffs? As a uh, medical expert of sorts. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a great question because part of me thinks, um, okay, my answer is yes. Yes, he will, he will, he will be back by the, by, the, by the playoffs because he wants to be, he wants, he wants to be written into that history. Right. And, you know, he, he, feel, he feels he's better than everyone else on the team. Right. And so he feels, he feels like they need him. <laughs> They're not going to win without him. Right. I had frankly forgotten that Spencer Dinwiddie was still in that. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, Thank, so you Thank you yeah, for your frankness. Thank you for your frankness. I was a bit surprised. <laughs> um, but the part that makes me think no is like, yeah, uh, he's thinking about Spencer Dinwiddie thinks about himself a lot and his value and shaking things up and, is it advantageous that he sits out and gets the ring and doesn't play? No. Here, here's how the narrative is. He's he's going to show up at the, in the finals. Ah, nice. As yeah. like he'll, a... he'll, he'll, and he'll play he'll play some token minutes in the finals. He'll get the ring, and then um, yeah, then he'll call his agent and be like, "Where can I go?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. As a champion, where can I go? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, we don't usually talk about the Blazers this much, but it was nice mm. to diversify the NBA content we're talking about here. 
we we got we got a lot of umami with the Blazers and the Nets here. It's uh, it's perfect. Um, well, that's a segue. That's a segue into our next. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> that uh, all seventeen of the Nets assistant coaches listen to this show as well. Tom, so is there anything you'd like to say to your favorite assistant coach before we sign off here? Yes. So even though it rains a lot in Portland, there's plenty of activities to do indoors. <laughs> there's, there's Powell's, the city of books. You can read <laughs> The Alchemist. <laughs> um, that, you know, mass transportation is, is very convenient. Um, it, it, even more so than Brooklyn, and it's, it's more walkable, I have to say, because it's much smaller. It's only the city blocks are only 100 by 200 feet. So, oh um, wow! I, I, hope, I hope that convinces you guys to all go to Portland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could use an assist. All right. Well, thanks for coming exactly. on. Hammer the um, five star, five star on the reviews and. Folks, we will go ahead and uh, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. Columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.